0: Welcome, everyone, to The Chat. I'm coming to you from the beautiful city of Columbus, Indiana. My name is Nida Evans, and I am the host for The Chat. It airs each Saturday morning from 9 to 10 o'clock on radio station WYGS, and it can be live-streamed from its website. The Chat is also available on Google, Apple, and Spotify podcasts. My guest for the chat today is Sarah Shake. Sarah is a children's supervisor for Monday Night Bible Study Fellowship. She has a degree in elementary education and is a caretaker for her grandmother at the present time. We'll be right back with the chat.
1: I'm stepping out, out of the boat, for the Savior is near. I'm stepping out, out of the boat, for the Savior is near. Today,
0: I'm chatting with Sarah Shake. Sarah is a children's supervisor for Monday Night Bible Study Fellowship. She has a degree in elementary education, and at the present time, she is a caretaker for her grandmother. Welcome to the chat, Sarah. Thank you for having me, Nighty. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for coming. I've been looking (laughs) forward to this. I have been looking forward to it, too. Will you tell us a little bit about your family? Yes.
2: So my husband, Wayne, and I have been married for 31 years. My husband is a retired Greensburg City police officer, and then he went to work for the courthouse and is now doing courthouse security for Decatur County. And we are looking into the future where he plans to go part-time, so we begin to explore what semi-retirement looks like. We have two grown daughters who live in Indianapolis. The oldest one, Michaela, works for a ministry called the Boaz Project, which is a ministry to orphans in several different countries around the world. And our youngest daughter, Olivia, uh, spends her day caring for two and and two-and-a-half-year-olds at a daycare center. And then when we became empty nesters, we decided we needed to do something else, and God called us to take in my grandmother. And so she has been living with us for about a year and a half. She's 97 and a joy to anyone who meets her, a real delight and a pleasure to spend my days with
0: her. Sounds like a full time taking care of your grandmother alone. You know, we make a good team. For 97, she really
2: is very able-bodied and able to get around. So I feel like more than a caretaker, it's more like a companion. Mm. And so we work together, and we love serving together. Since I'm not having a full-time job outside of the house, that frees up Grandma and i's time to serve and serve together. And we have had several opportunities to travel to Greenwood, to volunteer with my daughter at the Boaz Project, stuffing envelopes. And Grandma will spend days just putting stamps on envelopes as a way to serve. We babysit a little girl four hours a week, which is just a delight for both of us. And it is so fun to watch Grandma light up when there's a little one around.
0: Sounds like a cool relationship. It does. It does. Let's get into your testimony. Mm -hmm. When did you come to know Christ? Tell us a bit about that.
2: I grew up in a home where we were in church every Sunday. So I don't remember a time when I did not know who Jesus was or have a desire to serve him and a desire to follow him. And I think as I got older, like junior high, I began to just notice other women in the church. And it was like, these women have something that I want. And I couldn't put a name on it. Looking back, what it was was a personal, deep relationship, abiding relationship with Jesus Christ. I found that first, I think, as an understanding when This young couple in our church, their names were Stephen Joy, invited me to their home for a Bible study. And that was the first time we went through a book together. and was the first time I really spent time and happened to be studying the book of John and answering questions and thought-provoking questions about what this passage meant to me and what I wanted to do about it and start doing some application with that. And I believe that's where I finally began to understand what it was to have a personal relationship with Jesus. Joy and Steve encouraged me to take part in a ministry called Teen Missions International. And so I spent a whole summer between my freshman and sophomore year of college serving on the mission field in Australia. And diving into God's word and meeting God's people and learning how to serve. And I would say that was another transformational point and a deepening of my relationship, as well as the college ministry that I was involved in. That again, where I began to really own my faith and begin to understand what it was I believed.
0: In that transformation, has God given you a passion for anything? Quite often, and actually most of the time, when we come to know Christ, he starts giving us an interest in certain areas. Has he done that in your life? I would say two
2: passions. One of them is I have a passion for children. And I developed that, I believe, early on, starting by serving in Vacation Bible School. My sister and I started serving together in junior high or high school. And I began to have a passion for children, which is why when I went to college, I pursued elementary education, but also coupled with he began to give me a passion to serve. And I love being able to serve. And I think that is where I feel God's present and blessing the most is when he gives me an opportunity to serve someplace and just double the blessing when I'm able to serve children.
0: What's an area in your life where Mm -hmm. God is working on you to make you more like him? We all have some of those areas. (laughs) What about with you? What's one? Wow.
2: I would say it's actually at home and in my marriage. Wayne and I have had some troubles and issues that we are determined to work through and glorify God in. Recently, beginning to step back and... Cleaning up my side of the street and looking at my heart and what I have contributed to the problems that exist at home and working on changing me and my response to them is an area that he's really growing me now.
0: The chat has a theme song called Stepping Out, Mm -hmm. and it's just a song that talks about where God wants us to step out of the Mm -hmm. boat in faith Mm -hmm. and do whatever he wants us to do. Is there an area like that for you?
2: You know, lots of times when people are asking me to do something, I can be pretty eager to try that. So when I thought about where he has asked me to step out of the boat in faith, one of the things I thought about is probably not where most people would go. And that was in a very difficult time In my life, and I was really struggling. Looking back, I would say I had put myself in a state of depression, although I couldn't label it back then. And the urge that I finally had was to pick up the phone with a counselor on the other end and say, I need help. Mm -hmm. And to me, that was a real step of faith in that I thought that I could handle this, and I thought that if I just prayed that God would fix it. But trusting that I could seek help and still know that God loved me and that God had grace that he would pour upon me and that God would redeem and restore where I was— was something I wasn't sure I believed at the time, but walked out in faith that that God is going to use this. And I have watched how he has, where I have been more empathetic to others that are in a crisis to say it's okay to get help and to share my experience and say I have been there and it's okay, and watch how God used that time for me to minister to other and to grow me.
0: If people only knew how important Christian counselors are, Mm -hmm. I get to experience this quite often. Mm -hmm. But the importance of having people like me who love the Lord, who yes. know mm-hmm. what to do and how to help, the importance of that. So that's good to hear that mm-hmm. you saw the wisdom mm-hmm. in seeking out a mm-hmm. godly counselor to help you through some things. Let's get into your prayer life now. Uh-huh. Do you have a special place that you go to pray each day? Or I do.
2: It's an area that is kind of a dangerous place because my favorite place to pray is in bed, because I just love snuggling up in the covers and talking to the Lord and feeling like He is just holding me and that He has me, and it's a safe place to just share. And yes, I am guilty of falling asleep in the middle of my prayer time. (laughs) One of the beautiful things that has started happening, I would say, within the last year is that My husband and I crawl into bed, and we pray together. So that is more of a focused time when I am speaking words out loud so that I'm not falling asleep. And I often find time, even if I'm not sleeping well, to just pray in the middle of the night. And then, of course, I find myself praying throughout the day, and I have... Dear ladies who stay in contact that keep me updated on prayer requests, and I will stop Mm. and pray for them. Pray for people as they come to mind throughout the day. Are
0: there any prayers that you pray specifically for yourself? That I would become more like Jesus. Aw. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Particularly in areas of humility and gentleness, being open and willing To do what God is
0: asking me to do. Mm. Two important prayers. Mm -hmm. Are there any prayers that God has answered for you that especially excited you? The fact that just he did it. He loves you enough to do it.
1: Daily.
2: It's beautiful to just watch how he works. And I am sometimes most amazed at the simple prayers he answers. Because there are some big things where I would say that I am in the waiting, that I am waiting on God to answer or waiting to see how he will answer that. Mm -hmm. And in the middle of the big weight, which can be very frustrating at times, (laughs) that I find him answering the very simple and seemingly insignificant, God, you've got more on your plate than that,
0: but giving me little desires of my heart. If God could answer two prayers for you, what would those two prayers be?
2: One of them is a continued growth and restoration in my marriage. Mm. The other that I am trying to be very patient with is that grandchildren. But we need some godly husbands first for those girls of mine. (laughs) But I am looking forward to the next stage of life.
0: So Mm -hmm.
2: that is important (laughs) to have the husband first.
0: Yes, Sarah, that's important. (laughs) Has God ever disappointed you? Oh, wow. I guess from now, I'm choosing to expect
2: not a disappointment, but a not yet. Mm. Because I just find that God is continually at work, and that I just need to be patient. If I'm feeling disappointed, it's really more about changing my focus and just allowing, opening myself up to see what God is doing right here in this situation. How hard is that to do? Very hard. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's not easy, but I feel like that's where he's growing me and a place that I can continue to pray.
0: I'm enjoying our conversation, Sarah. <laughs> We've got to take a break. We'll be right back with okay. the chat.
1: I'm stepping out, out of the boat, for the Savior is me. Vote for the Savior is near. We're
0: back with the chat, and I'm speaking with Sarah Shake. We're just having a good old chat. Aren't yes, we Sarah? are. I'd like to get into blessings now. Mm. I know God has blessed you multiple times mm-hmm. in your Christian walk. Can mm-hmm. you give us just a couple of those blessings? When I think about
2: blessings, they all have a name attached to them. My girls are a blessing. My family is a blessing. I have some particular people that I mentioned, Stephen Joy, that have been a blessing in my life. Daniel and Rachel and Roger and mm-hmm. Becky and Jenny and all of my CLs at Bible Study Fellowship. I just go on and it's a list of names who have poured into me. I have had an opportunity to pour into them. And a couple of years ago, I had the blessing of traveling to India with my daughter to see some of the orphans Mm. that they serve and meet the house parents that she works with and ministers to. A real blessing to partner with my daughter. It was a real role reversal of her being in charge and me getting to Mm. follow her and watch her
0: blossoming Mm. as an amazing, godly young woman. I noticed that when you were just mentioning names. Mm -hmm. That is cool. (laughs) I wonder if those people know. What do you think, Sarah? Do you think those people know how much of a blessing they are to you? I'm just curious. I don't know. That's a great question. (laughs) That's a great question. Let the counselor and me come out just for a moment. (laughs) And that is how important it would be Mm -hmm. that if they don't know what a blessing Mm -hmm. they are, that Mm -hmm. you just drop them a note or Uh just tell them in person. Mm -hmm. Because think of it, how blessed Mm -hmm. you are and how Uh blessed I am Mm -hmm. when someone tells me that Mm -hmm. us, that Uh we are a blessing. So isn't that cool? That it is. Let's get into devotions. What does your devotion time consist of? A
2: lot of my time with the Lord is spent in Bible study fellowship during the school year. And I'm so looking forward to the study of John, which is where Mm. we're exploring this year. And a lot of ways that God grows me through my training time with the children's leaders as well. And outside of Bible Study Fellowship, I like to have another book, and I've been Mm -hmm. reading some other books this summer and try and find time during um, the BSF year as well. So I don't have a set devotional book, but some that I've really enjoyed. There's an amazing book out there called The Orphan's Abba, written by April Jerkinson, who is the founder and director of the Boaz Project that my daughter works for. Well, the subtitle on that book is called um, Stories from Orphan Care that Reveal God's Love for You. And when I picked up the book, I thought I was going to read a bunch of heart-wrenching stories about orphans that April has encountered in her ministry. And I won't say that I didn't. There are. She brought it back around to what these orphans had taught her, and I thought I picked up a book. To read about orphans, and I read a book about me Mm. and read about just how much God loves me and cares for me and looks after me and wants what's best for me. And one story in particular that really struck me at the time I was reading the book were about these two little boys in a Russian orphanage and wanting to be seen. And April talked about how God sees us. And I so needed to hear that right then about God sees what's going on in my life. God knows what's going on in my life. He understands and he is working even when I didn't see what he was doing right then. And just beautiful acts of Forgiveness that these children have who have been some through some horrific things and they choose to forgive. And so that's one of my favorites. This summer I also read a book called Gentle and Lowly by Dane Ortman, which is just a beautiful look at the gentle nature of our Savior. It's not that he is gentle sometimes, it's not something he does but something he is, and that he loves to lavish his grace and his mercy upon us. Just
0: a beautifully well-written book by Dane Ortman. Both of those sound wonderful. Now, I'm going to ask you a question that I always look forward to (laughs) for some reason. Uh I don't know what exactly, Uh but the question is this. Of the Ten Commandments, Uh which one is the hardest for you to keep?
2: I would say that that is forsaking idols and that you shall have no other idols. And I say that because I find that I love watching and learning from other people and that I can tend to put other people on a pedestal and it's very crushing If those people walk away or disappoint, and so learning that I have put them in a place that they did not belong and that they have become an idol for me, I try to expect them to do something that I should only expect from the Lord. Mm -hmm. So that has been Mm -hmm. an area where I am growing and seeking the Lord more and yet still admiring these amazing people that God puts in my life without putting them on a pedestal. Balance. Yes. Mm -hmm.
0: I was recently talking with someone about that, Mm -hmm. about in friendships not letting Mm -hmm. anyone be Mm -hmm. elevated higher than what God wants them to be. Mm -hmm. And so that goes along with what you're saying Mm -hmm. there. Of the nine fruits of the Spirit, which one do you think you rate the highest in and which one the lowest? I would say the lowest one is probably the
2: easiest one. That's probably self control. I have great plans for the day. Sometimes my own selfish desires get in the way. My tongue has gotten me in trouble more than once. <laughs> so I would say self control. <laughs> <laughs> but you don't have one that you rate yourself the highest in? I would have to say maybe. Kindness just because I love serving. Mm. I love to show kindness to someone Mm -hmm. else
0: and find a way to bless Mm. someone else. No longer than I have known you, Sarah, (laughs) which was recently, real recently. Recently. I can see that in Mm. you. It is so evident Mm. how kind you are. And so I think that Mm. is, well, a good description of you. (laughs) Thank you. Do you have a life verse? A
2: life verse that I have carried with me my whole life, really, that my whole life revolves around, I would say no. I tend to find a verse that suits life now. Mm. So it's very Mm. flexible. Mm -hmm. And currently, after reading Gentle and Lowly, my current verse for life, as I would refer to it, is Matthew eleven twenty eight through thirty. Come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you me and learn from me, for I am meek and humble in heart, and you will find rest for
0: your soul. And how is God using that in your life? So much less
2: anxiety during the day that his nature is gentle and that he is patient with me. He loves me where I am and I don't have to esteem to be something I'm not right now, that God is growing me right where I am and that he loves me right where I am and that when I mess it up, that he is quick to forgive And redeem and Mm. restore. And he wants to do that gently. His nature is not to condemn, Mm -hmm. but to gently restore. Mm -hmm. So, and that is teaching me that the same. How do I become more gentle? And how do I seek a heart of restoring relationships?
0: Are you a quick learner? (laughs) <laughs> mm. well <Almost>. what subject
2: <laughs> not always yeah. i would say i am a persistent learner that i am not one who gives up easily mm-hmm. i won't say i'm
0: quick but i am persistent <laughs> <laughs> what book of the bible are you reading or studying right now i know in bsf this year we're mm-hmm. doing john are you doing a different one? I am on your not own? doing a specific study like that. I've been reading some other books.
2: So I said the last book took me to spend a lot of time in Matthew. But no, I've kind
0: of just waiting for John's in a couple of weeks. Can you tell us a couple of your favorite biblical accounts? One of
2: my favorite stories is in John chapter four and the woman at the well. Just the gentleness with which the Lord met her right where she was. I think one of the things that just floors me about that story is that after an encounter with Jesus, she ran back to the village where she was probably pretty much an outcast and rejected and went with excitement to say, I met a man who told me everything about me. And I'm thinking, wow, she had so much that she didn't want people to know about her. There must have been something freeing in God's message to her that allowed her to say that there was a beauty in being exposed for a very sinful past. And somehow there was an excitement in that. I'm not sure I would have had her same heart. I would have been not eager to go tell everybody that I met a man who knows every sinful, ugly thing I have ever done. But yet she found freedom in that. Why do you think you've chosen this account? One of the things as I heard a woman speaking on this subject that really touched me, she said, this woman has had five husbands The man she was living with was not her husband, and then she met Jesus. He was the seventh man in her life, and we see all through the Bible that God's perfect number is seven, like Jesus was the man who completed her. Mm -hmm. And so when I look at that story, and I think about the sins in my life, I remember... God is the one who will complete me and redeem and restore me. Mm-hmm. And that, that is something to celebrate.
0: Yes. It's time to take another break. We'll be right back with the chat.
1: I'm stepping out, out of the boat for the savior is near. I'm, ste- I'm stepping out, out of the boat for the savior. We're is back near. with
0: the chat and I'm chatting with Sarah Shake, and mm-hmm. let's get into the next thing that I <laughs> want to find mm-hmm. about. Can you give me one of your favorite women in the Bible? We've already discussed her. She
2: was the woman at the well. But another woman who just endears me is Naaman's servant girl. She was in captivity, taken away from her family, And when her master, she found out he had leprosy, she spoke up and she said, my God can heal him and I want to have the heart of that servant girl who will look at my enemy or someone who has done me wrong and say, yet I know a God who can help. She could have so easily, and I feel this sometime in my ugly, worldly self of, Naaman, you're getting what's coming to you. And she did not. And Mm -hmm. I thought, okay, was it her heart? So one of two things, either to have a heart like that or to be open to allow God to overcome what's in my heart to be used by him. So I don't know if she was... That compassionate or whether in the midst of her own anger that she chose to allow the spirit to work through her Mm. and say, I know someone who can fix that. And if even if that was the case, I'm sure she looked back at that and thought, yeah, that was the right thing to do is to introduce
0: him to a God who could heal him. Oh, for a heart like that. What an example. Good choice, Sarah. (laughs) Have you had a mentor?
2: Stephen Joy would definitely be on my list of mentors who really started a walk with me that has continued, that helped me understand what a personal relationship with Jesus Christ was. Mm -hmm. More recently, I would say Daniel and Rachel Sack, who are directors of a marriage ministry, that's kind of based out of the Cincinnati area, and they have just been instrumental in the healing process as Wayne and I work on our own relationship. Then Roger and Becky, who are two other couples we met while at the marriage school, which is the name of the ministry, also walked alongside of us to bring some real healing. Have
0: you been a mentor to anyone, do you think?
2: By nature of my job at Bible Study Fellowship, it is my job to kind of mentor and help the other children's leaders. It's hard for me to see that job almost as a mentoring because they are such incredible ladies that anytime I'm pouring into them, their words of insight and wisdom and their love for children is so evident that I find they mentor me. And there are two little boys that come to mind, and I use that term loosely, they will always be little boys, even though they are grown up and a lot taller than I am, that I do pray that I have had an influence on their life as I walked through some times with them and love for them and continue to pray for them. There are the children at BSF that I hope that
0: when I was a children's leader that I had an influence on. I'm sure you Mm. have been, Sarah. You've been put in that position Mm. at BSF for a reason, (laughs) and I can see it. I can see the Mm. reason why Mm. you would be an important person to have Mm. just exactly Where you are, isn't God good? Yes, He is. Yes, He (laughs) is. All the time. Have there been struggles in your life? We all go through struggles. Mm -hmm. Have there been any in particular in your life? Yes.
2: Like I said, both at home that we're working on there. Recently, almost a year ago, we lost my mom to cancer. So, yeah. There have been, and it is just, even in the midst of that time, it was beautiful to watch how God had orchestrated so many things, including the fact that my sister has been hundreds of miles away for 20 years, and she moved back just the year before Mom died. I could not have done that without her and the orchestrating of not having to wonder what we were doing with grandma as she aged, because God had already put it on my heart to move her in with us. So even during that difficult time, to just watch God's hands and his sovereignty all over that was just beautiful.
0: So two struggles that you have just mentioned, losing someone uh, and death. And also, any time there are marriage difficulties, those are tough.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Those are tough. And so it sounds like you have discovered how tough those are. Mm -hmm. Yes. Are there any scriptures that God has brought to your mind during times of these struggles or other struggles?
2: Back when we talked about I had put myself in a state of depression and a point at which I almost felt that God wasn't listening. I almost feel like turning my back on my walk with the Lord and there was a pull in there from the Lord that he just will not let go of you. And this scripture that um, I ran across was from Isaiah that says, if you do not stand firm in your faith, you will not stand at all. I may be struggling right now with what God is doing and why he's doing it and honestly just downright angry with God at the moment. Turning my back on him is not going to solve it because I'm having trouble standing on my own two feet right now. If you do not stand firm in your faith, you will not stand at all. Mm -hmm. I just knew that that was not the answer, that I needed to cling to the Lord even when I felt like I didn't want to at the
1: moment. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Even the wisdom in that of realizing mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. turning from God is not the answer. It is not. And Satan mm-hmm. is so tickled when mm-hmm. people do that. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. But God wants you to run, turn to
2: him. And I am just that stubborn that I could not give him that delight either. Uh, <laughs> you? <laughs> yeah. Stubborn? Yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: Well, in some times of struggles has Mm -hmm. God brought a song to you that he's used to encourage and strengthen you. Yes. And I would say right at that same
2: time I had a hymn C D that was put out by the group Selah. I was playing it and there was this song and I'm just listening to it and I used to not enjoy the hymns. That was a time when I began to fall in love with the old hymns. And there's this song that's called Come Now Found. And there's a point in that song, it says, prone to wander, Lord, I feel it, prone to leave the God I love. And I just stopped it there and I played it again and played it again. Christians are singing about their proning to wander. I am not in an isolated place here. That's a thing, that our heart is prone mm-hmm. to wonder. Back up that verse again. So I started paying attention to the verse before that and diving into the whole song where it says, Thy goodness, like a fetter, binds my wandering heart to thee. And at that point, I was like, what the heck is a fetter? I had to go to the dictionary <laughs> to look it up. Literally, we get this picture of like a ball and chain. His goodness is strapped to me like a ball and chain, and he will not let me go. And I just clung to that, just beautiful. And then there are other parts of that song where it talks about, here I lay my Ebenezer. And then I'm again, in the dictionary, what's an Ebenezer? It's a stone of remembrance. And I just love how God will put those stones of remembrances in our path. And in particular, why I've picked the particular version of this song. The song starts with, Come now, fount of every blessing. I was so dry, and I'm like, God, you've promised a fountain of blessings. Open my eyes to see how you are blessing me. We were getting ready for a benefit concert for the marriage school. The directors of the marriage school by profession are actually professional musicians, so they were doing the concert, and Rachel says one time, she says, part of the concert was going to include hymns. And as soon as she said that, I just said to myself, "I wish she would sing." Come Now (laughs) Fount. And I got to the concert that night and I opened up that program with anticipation and there it is, (laughs) Come Now Fount. And that was just one of those fountains of blessings and that Ebenezer, that Stone of Remembrance, that God heard a simple prayer and honored
0: it in such a simple way. I'd like for us to listen to Come thou found. What a wonderful song. Our taste in music are all different. And Mm -hmm. that's one of the things I love about this portion of the chat Mm -hmm. is when guests get to choose their song. Mm -hmm. And so thank you for bringing that to us. You're most welcome. I'd like to give you a couple of minutes now to Mm -hmm. say anything you believe God wants you to say to each of our chat listeners
2: That God redeems and God restores. And there's never a place so low that God will not bring you out of. There is hope and that there is healing and that a relationship with the Lord is worth pursuing, not just on a surface level, but to dive deeper and deeper and to grow closer and closer to the Lord. Even when you feel like God has disappointed you, To be willing to say that God has something in that and that God is not finished with this story or this situation and that he is a good God.
0: I love what you just said. So Mm -hmm. true.
2: Will you pray with us? I would love to. Thank you. Mighty and gracious and loving Heavenly Father, we just praise you for who you are that you are a God who sees, a God who knows, a God who redeems, and a God who restores. And Lord, I just pray for each and every one of these listeners, Lord, that regardless of the joys in their life or the pain in their life, that they will seek you either in the healing or in the praising, Lord, for we know that all good things come from you. And, Lord, we just pray your blessing upon NIDA and this ministry, and this podcast. We pray that you will continue to bless her with many more years and many more women, Lord, who will share their testimony and reach an audience that needs to know that you are a good, good God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
0: This has been wonderful, Sarah. You are such a deep and tender-hearted gal.
2: Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here.
0: And thank you, listeners. I've appreciated your tuning into the chat today. I look forward to future times when we can once again sit and have a chat.
1: I'm stepping out, out of the boat, for the Savior is near.